This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 13, track 5. Miles Away. song on the album um it's definitely a contender should this have been the lead single for the album wow i know could have been i don't think so Mm. i think it's properly placed as the third single yeah yeah i think if Again, going back to my issues with the Give It To Me video and experience, if that video had been more of an event, mm. then maybe the song would have had more like legs to stand on yeah. as far as... Because it came out a lot later. Like It came out while they were she was, she was already on tour. On tour. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of like a last minute... It, not a last minute. It just seemed like kind of like they just kind of threw it out there. Yeah. And and I also think they had a lot of faith in it because I th- I thought that they maybe thought, well, this is such a great song. I think it'll do its job for us. Yeah. Which it, it kind of did and it kind of didn't. Well, you know, I think like too, like um, in a way the song is very relatable and then in other ways it's not. Well... I, I love this song, and um, and we're whiplashing back to the Timberland, Timberlake, uh, yes. Donja um, collaborations. This and is the mo- the closest to like Justin Timberlake's sound at the time. Yeah, like I would say this is really close to Love Stoned, especially the second half of it, or you mm-hmm. know some of the songs mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so it's very much like fitting into the time and world of this. Of the sonic universe, yeah. you know, and and I love the. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song, and the hook is amazing. Um, she certainly repeats it enough, and uh, and I love the idea of that song of uh, being in a relationship that only works when you're not together, and yet yearning for something. It's clearly about there's something missing in my relationship, in your relationship, and. If only that could be in place when we're together, but it's not. 
And, and I I love that idea that that line. You always have the biggest heart when we're six thousand miles apart. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's devastating. It is. I think that's like it's finally like you know what I think makes this a very big contender for best song on the album is like finally we feel like the real Madonna has you know like heartbeat again like being like yeah throwback and I feel like there's a genuine you know the she's the, there the lyrics she's are in there that. but yeah. like this is like ripped from the pages of her diary yeah. literally right and yeah. so there's that that confessional aspect which always makes me happy obviously i didn't say it outright at the beginning but i do love this song too first because of the lyrics and the melody which i think are phenomenal i think yeah. her voice is phenomenal i think the guitar obviously madonna acoustic guitar i'm like already in heaven already in heaven already like yeah. you know my pants are already wet <laughs> Ew. Ew. that's just the leftover from the hot tamales from last episode kenny uh, calm down yeah i got a little i did get a little sweaty <laughs> yeah um but uh and so, yeah, I think the song just is is gorgeous. Well, all of the elements are there for a great Madonna song, and it's that yearning, heartbroken Madonna, yeah. that pensive Madonna that we love. Um, the thing that it, it it though embodies all of these kind of challenges to this record as a whole because it has this singer songwriter instinct, it has this kind of anthemic instinct, and then that production just like. Yeah. Does everything it can to keep it modern, quote unquote, but also to undercut all of its strengths. It goes yeah. on a minute or two too long. That long outro, I'm like, what is going on over But I'm saying the that end? that was the Justin Timberlake Timberland like signature. Like, you know, all of Justin Timberlake's singles for that album were were seven minutes long. Oh you my know what God. I mean? Um Well, I don't need a signature. Love, you could just you print know. your name. I don't need a signature. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um I could just you can just like type it in and we'll count it as a signature yeah like it like a, a, a docu-sign but look i totally agree with you i think this is where the beats in this are so um frustrating to me to yeah. listen to now and there's so there's so much of them like it's like um i found a version of the song without the beats like yeah. somebody just took the beats out and it's really pretty You always have the biggest heart When we're 6,000 miles apart Too much of no sound Uncomfortable silence can be so loud Those three words are never enough When it's lost, it's lost You'll always have me more But it also kind of shows that it's basically the same chorus just over and over and over again at, at a certain point. Well, yeah, but but that's okay. Yeah, I think that, again, it was another, like, similar to Four Minutes in, like, there wasn't as much song there as they've made it into. into. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'll say is, like, um, I think, first of all, everything, the, the melody for this song, the verses are gorgeous. The lyrics are really personal. She sounds incredible. The bridge. Oh, oh my God. Let's listen to the bridge. I'm all right. Don't be sorry, but it's true. When I'm gone, you realize 
that is a Madonna bridge. Yeah. Ugh. So gorgeous. And then going back into the, the chorus, so great there. But, you know, my favorite part of the song and the, the thing about the song that haunts me the most yeah. is the so far away. The, oh, yeah. I think that's so gorgeous. And only Madonna's voice, the yearning in it and the way that it's just it kind of like it's like a ghost in the song. It just sort of like lives through. And at the end of the song, as it like echoes and sort of fades away, it, it's really yeah. sad. Yeah. You know? Another line that just breaks my heart is, um, when I'm gone, you'll realize I'm the best thing that happened to you. And, you know, it makes me think about this time because clearly uh, the Guy Ritchie relationship is kind of shattered and fracturing. And and, uh, um, and the press around it was so savage, I remember. Yeah. There was so much attention on this and so much speculation for months and months and months. And really a lot of it was like... um, really from that guy was the one that was um being hurt yes always always well it's also it it, a lot of the the press around it a it was very uk europe based because they were over there and two which is always savage and cruel and rude and a lot of it was like recapping madonna's dating history before right you know there'd be like madonna went out um without guy ritchie um last night madonna was divorced before and madonna you know yeah and uh I think there was a lot of, and to their credit, I mean, they kept it pretty tight. But Madonna was seen with A-Rod. Yeah, well, that happened, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> remember remember when Madonna went to the the baseball game? Yeah. With the kids all yeah. dressed in like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Right near the very end. And I was just like, oh, Madonna. She couldn't, you know. She, she, she had, had to, to, she had to defend herself. Yeah. A London judge granted Madonna and Guy Ritchie an initial divorce decree on Friday. After six weeks, the divorce is expected to become official. Madonna and Guy Ritchie did not attend the hearing. On Thursday, British media reported that the celebrity pair had reached a settlement, a settlement which would see the pop superstar keep a majority of her estimated $445 million fortune. The two would also share custody of their two sons, who are eight and three years old. For months, the body language told the tale. While their publicists insisted all was well between Madonna and her film director husband, the two were rarely together and when they were, looked uncomfortable. At the September premiere for Guy Ritchie's latest film, Rock and Rolla, the pop star showed up late. When her film, Filth and Wisdom, opened in New York this week, she walked the red carpet alone and tellingly, Talked of her affection for the city. All my friends are here, and I love New York. What does it feel like to be back in your old hood, East Village? It's awesome. It's great. It's where it all began. For at least three years of their nearly eight-year marriage, the couple struggled to fit family life around demanding careers. We'd love to spend more time with each other. (laughs) I was going to say. It is an issue. It is an issue, yes. 
Madonna and Richie are said to have quarreled over her desire to adopt another child from Africa and her continuing enthusiasm for the mysticism of the Kabbalah. He's quoted as saying their marriage had become a three-ring circus. I think they've reached the point now where they've realised that there's no way they can repair the damage that's been done. I think in the last three weeks in particular they've had so many arguments that it's just come to a stage where they've decided to finish with the pretense. Madonna has spent most of the last few months in New York preparing for a sticky and sweet concert tour. It kicked off in the U.S. in Boston last night. Yeah, I think it was a very, there was so much around this. And when this song came out on the album, we were, I think it was very clear to me that this was, well, this was the breakup song. Yeah. As in we're moving into a section of the album, which I would call like the, you know, confessional suite. Yeah. Between this, She's Not Me, Incredible, like these are all songs I think that are about this relationship, this relationship right. and how she's feeling and, and, and what tools she has to use to kind of try and fight for yeah. what she wants really. And it's to remind him of, you know, things are good when we're, when they're good. Yeah. We just need these kind of unrealistic I um, mean, circumstances to make sure they stay good. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, right, exactly. Like, they're only good if we don't really ever aren't in the same room together for very long. Yeah. Um, And that's that's gotta be really painful to admit. Well, that's what the song sounds like to me. Yeah. You know, it feels painful. It feels like... And it's interesting because she doesn't really own that when she talks about the song. Do you no, know what I mean? No. She never and, and and that's the right of the artist. I mean, like it's none of your business where something comes from unless I want to share that with you, right? Uh let's see, the next song is uh Miles Away. Mm-hmm. And now this that has this this theme, the long distance Love Affair. Love, love affair is this Yes. Yeah. You know, uh I mean the idea of, of I mean with your lifestyle I would think you're apart from people you love a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I think also people in my business. We can all, when actually when we were writing this song, everybody, all the guys in the studio were like, yeah, man, I could totally relate to this song. It's just, you know, if you work and, and if traveling is, is a big part of your work and you're already always separated from the person that you love, you end up having a lot of long distance relationships and it's um, a challenge. So I think lots of people can relate to that song. I think the video to this, this song really, um, pivots it away from the relationship and it really is about life on the road yeah and well i mean but that is about the relationship it's like exactly. this is what i'm doing yeah and um, in, in place of yeah working on my yeah. relationship i'm i'm working on the relationship with all of my fans who are featured so prominently in the video yeah well i think you know I, I, again when we were talking with mary gabriel in, in the book it's like i think this was when guy Ritchie was like why do you need to go on another tour do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she was sort of like, she did make a choice. She, yeah, she told, know? well, she had to. She had to make yeah. a choice. And I think, you know, I, I do think, I, I think of a, a friendship, a friend I know, um, and they're in a relationship and their, per, their significant other is always on the road, always out of town. And it's one of those things, and this person's incapable of st- sitting still when I'm with them. They always are restless. They're always moving, always this. And and I and at some points I'm like, wow, you're never here. 
and 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 but that's where they're happiest and that's where they're fulfilled and yeah. i feel like the same thing with i mean madonna needs i mean in the video she looks the happiest we've seen her is when she's singing this song in the video you yeah. see her she's smiling she's connecting with all of these people she looks she she is in like it or not she's in her element in that in the video well she talks about in interviews at this time she talks about and she's probably talked about it before that she actually is so comfortable on stage yeah it's, she's the happiest she can be and we've talked about too like rehearsal prep getting ready doing the shows she loves that that's who she is yeah she's a performer like mm -hmm. and it's the it fills the truest part of herself and that connection with the audience regardless of how she's so generous with her audiences when she's there do you know yeah. what i mean yeah um, yeah she loves that exchange. Yeah. She lives for it. Yeah. I think it's more important to her than almost anything else. Yeah. You know, now perhaps her family, well, definitely her children are more important than anything else. But like, I don't know. It'd be hard pressed if Mercy James was like, mom, I don't want to play tonight because I want to go do this thing. Will you come with me? Madonna's like, um, you're going to be on stage doing Bad Girl with me, honey. <laughs> you wanted to put this song in the show. Oh, <laughs> We're doing it. Um, do you think when she's like, but do you understand what this song is about, Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video? Christopher Walken's in it with me. It's really a great video. David Fincher, that legendary film director, he made it. He directed <laughs> she's me. Like, okay, this. anyway, Mom. Well, who's David Fincher? Uh, <laughs> No, but I I think I think at this point though she's still the 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 fans mean the most to oh. at, at this stage. Well, in at this moment when she's not really getting it at home as as she would as clearly, yeah, yeah. you know, which some say is started with the accident when she fell off the horse. That yes. that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, totally. The, totally. There were other signs before that, but that was the moment where she's like, I don't. Oh, think guys, I can only rely on right. Me. I I can make it alone. I, I can, can make, make it alone. alone. Um, but um, yeah, I find the song really sad. Did you uh, did did you ever have a, a relationship that like was kind of like this, where yeah, on like it wasn't it was just not working, and you and it, it wasn't because you didn't weren't attracted to the person or you didn't love the person, but there was like it was these other circumstances that nobody could help. Um, yes and no. I mean, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure he would say the same. So I'm going to say like my ex Matt and I Matt is an actor and at the time was um, always on the road doing a show, yeah. always out regionally. At this time, um, or when you were dating, when you were no, dating. we were already broken up. I was with Sheldon at this time, mm -hmm. but like we, you know, this was in the um, early 2000s, and he um, would be away. You know, he'd go and do a regional show, so it would be like eight to ten weeks. Yeah that he'd go away and then come back for like a month or so. And then something else would pop up and he'd go away again. And, um, I think it was good for us because I think at a certain point, I, I, I really, I really like to be alone. I like my space. So yeah, I, me loved, too. I loved it when he would me go too. away be, for a while because I'd be like, I'm, I'm totally like, I have a partner, but I'm also not single you know what i mean yeah and um so i really liked that but then it was it just happened enough that we kind of grew apart um because well, we it's just, what happens when you get back and well, it's like yeah yeah it's like what uh, how can you and we always had this like which i think anybody who's been in a, a relationship with somebody who travels a lot is yeah. like 
there's like a re-entry period where like it takes a it takes like a week or it could take two weeks where yeah. things yeah. like I've made the space my own. Suddenly you're coming back into this space. Yeah. You have yeah. your things, it's your home too. Um, and that sort of like rebalancing is oh, totally. really hard. Well, I, and I was the mad in, in my relationship when, when I was with John. John and I lived apart a lot. And I would go, I would come back to Chicago when, whenever I was available, whenever I could. It wasn't like it was an equitable thing where he was coming to me and I was going back and forth. It was like I was dropping back into his life. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I just remember us having these conversations about the reality is, is he could couldn't build a life in Chicago the way he wanted to because he was always having to adjust when I drop back in. Right. Kind of rustle everything up and then I'd be like, okay, I'll see you in six weeks. Yeah, that's hard. It's, it's so hard. It's like you're not really living a real like life you know yeah. what i mean yeah. um or like yeah yeah there's too much energy put into yeah. it yeah well and and i also think that one person if some, one person's doing the coming in and coming out they may not actually appreciate what it does when they drop back back in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like they've been off doing you know right. i've been off having adventures and doing this and that and then i'm like oh yeah now we go grocery shopping together. I feel like Matt would have this whole kind of, and I would do the same because, and then I would go away too and do shows and like you have this whole experience. Yeah. Like, with other people that you yeah. that you may never see again or you yeah. don't share with the other people. I had like one of the times I went away to New Mexico to do a show for like eight weeks. Yeah. And um, I had like a love affair. I fell in love with somebody. And like. In the eight weeks you were there. Yeah. yeah. And um tried to tell Matt about it and he just couldn't I maybe I couldn't tell it well enough but like it's like how do I explain like I fell in love with somebody and like we had to you know we knew it was never going to do you know what I mean yeah, but like yeah yeah um it's a showmance right it's well the he best. wasn't in the show but it's yeah, complicated it's a story. whole other thing um, but um but I know he had the same the same thing happened to him and I couldn't relate either to like you know, we have these whole other full lives and then we come back and like, we're kind of not, we don't know what it is that we have because we haven't been investing in yeah, this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know, those phone calls, which I think this song is also about like the, the long distance phone calls when you're away from somebody. Yeah. Like, Sheldon yeah. and I just stopped doing it. Like we just, cause it used to be like, I have to call, call you every night at this time. <laughs> and you know, you try to arrange it for that time yeah. and it's like, Nine o'clock my oh, and time, see, and, and see, I never, I never liked those because what I liked was the the one good thing about going out and coming back was then you had so much to talk about. You had stuff to share if you could, if you could share it. And John and I were very good about sharing, like all the stuff we'd been up to, and like getting perspective from each other. And there was a lot of that going on. You're not I'm eating opening mo- the lemon drops. The lemon drops are opening now. Oh, I my. feel just like I need. You're you're vulnerable. You've yeah. shared a lot of vulnerable things. <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, I'll, I'll get one after we're after mm. we talk about um, the terrible remixes to this song. Oh, I didn't even bother. They're they're terrible. They're they're the worst. They're the they worst collected remixes of a Madonna song ever. This is what I was saying. Earlier. None of them are very long. We don't get into any good beats. Well, because it, it, it's, this song should never have been remixed. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Oh my god, this lemon drop is so good. Oh. This is what you, I'm you got to the sweet part, didn't you? The sours faded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk. This is what I was saying earlier in the season. 
that, or in this part of the season, that like nobody's in the office. Nope. 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 And Warner and Warner Brothers knows she's leaving. So, so they they're like, what? who cares? Who cares? We have these contracts we need to resolve with these remixers. Let's just give them the new Madonna song to remix. And she's like, I have a million other things. It's fine. Fine. Whatever. No one's going to play them anyway in the clubs. <laughs> I never heard this song in a club. No. Ever, ever, ever. And yet this was uh, like a, it peaked at number two on the dance charts. It was in the it was number one in the on the hot singles charts. It was a huge hit in Japan. It was the theme song to a TV show over there. Oh, I mean, it it, it, it has this weird and yet yeah. it didn't. It didn't like top the the fit, top thirty charts in the U.S. I mean, it, it's just got this weird history of being both super successful on the dance charts and in Japan, but then not successful anywhere else. Right. So well, strange. I mean, it must. It probably got some good adult contemporary radio play. You know, I think it was like for a Madonna song. It was. I mean, I think in this time period, like it got a little more radio play than other songs of hers. Yeah. Um, because people were more open to her doing some kind of ballad. And you know? she was on the road singing it every yeah. night too. And it was a Timberland, Justin La- Timberland yeah. and Justin Timberlake song. So I think all of that is going for it. I think one thing to point to is like, this may be, and I hope you can challenge me if I'm wrong, but I would say this is really the last confessional single like, that she ever does oh wow let's let's think about let's unpack this for one second kenny Fing. you don't think joan of arc is a is a it's not a single it's not a single you're right i would say i'm i'm going through all the singles i think so maybe the song crave from madame x yeah, but do you think Crave is really? Uh, I think it's a beautiful ballad, and I actually I agree that it's in line with this. Like, but it's not a confession. Madonna, yeah. It's not a Madonna confessional. This may you may be right, Kenny Finkel. You may be right that this is the last Madonna diary confessional single that we ever get. So far, so far. Oh God, to your mouth, to God's ears. Um, that's. That's both sad and good. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a sad thing. I think it's a sad thing. Yeah, I'd I'd love to know. I'd love to know some happy thing. Well, maybe some. Maybe living for love is a happy song. A happy confessional song. Maybe. Um, Ghost Town certainly isn't. I don't really think that's a confessional song. No. No. Um, wow. Girl Gone Wild confessional song. So Obby. that's that's your confessional song. Um, well, it's it's just how I live my life. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear those 808 drums, Kenny. I know Sheldon's always waking me up and being like with <laughs> the, the 808 drum. <laughs> He plays, the, he plays those 808 <laughs> drums on my ass. Oh, boy. When I hear them 808 drums. There was another song that I wish could have been played in the clubs. And I think this and Animal are the two great lost hard candy songs. And that's Across the Sky. Okay. 
This is another Timberlake, Timbaland song. It's in the same world as Miles Away. I mean, totally. It's a guitar-based song. Yeah. To me, in my mind, I'm always like, oh, on the album, this would have just come right after Miles Away. Oh, it like, would have been magic. It would have been magic. And it has some of the pleading yeah. of Incredible. Like, oh. so there's that pleading in this song that I really love. Yeah. Well, it's also just like, it's it's a more honest song about you know, who she is and what she's looking for in her life. And My favorite oops. line, I think of all the lyrics of all the albums, I'm no paragon of virtue. <laughs> I love that she found a way to say paragon I'm in no a song. paragon <laughs> of virtue. <laughs> um, I, and uh, I mean, these are also new ideas. Like, I've never been a righteous soul. What? Yeah. I'm no stranger to, to deception. Yeah, I um, have lied and been lied to, Kenny. No, poor thing. <laughs> I know. But I think that like in the on the album, if this had been there, it would have been like, my dream would have been that, that she's, um, so, excuse me, my dream would have been that Miles Away just turns into this song like it like it just sort of is like one a sweet like an act yes. like, like, a, like an act yes. oh that would be beautiful so I think her vocals are gorgeous when she here. goes up and we're running oh. out of options and we're running out of time it's so and it's, again it's that thing we're running out of time we only got four minutes it's, yeah. it's echoing all of the elements of the of the whole album yeah I think it's a beautiful song yeah I agree and it and it uses Justin's contra like what Justin is really good at really yeah. well yeah it's and he's not over he's not overstating himself you know no, whereas no. i think in a few of the other tracks it's like there's too much of him yeah um i just love by the way that you know when you go to if you go to youtube to listen to this song yeah there are a lot of comments underneath this so um this should absolutely should have been released as a single um base best song in the hard candy era um i'm depressed this song was not an official release wow yeah. Um I love there's uh, there's a couple others. Um one was like this should have been the second single. Um I think it would I think it would have been a great single. I think it would oh, have been a really great I single. I totally agree. This would have been a great single. It would have been a great single and I think it would have also been um it, it shows the vulnerability I think Madonna is has in her life yeah. in a way that is very packaged and user friendly. Cuz yeah. the song is I mean it is a great pop song. Why didn't wasn't it included? I think I I just I think probably it came down to 
the ratio of what they wanted to include with Pharrell and also does it sound too much like Miles Away? Uh, is it too much I like guess. and is it the same kind of sentiment without the metaphor of the Miles Away so far away? And I guess so, but it's like it's like kind of just the perfect pop song. You yeah. Know? The fact here's another comment that I love. The fact that Spanish Lesson and Incredible were on the album and this and Animal were left off is criminal. Preach it, Madonna Nana one. That was amazing. <laughs> I agree. I I would. L- oh shoot. <laughs> Wait. What do we do when you say amazing? Do we have a punishment? I slap my hand. Ow, that felt good. <laughs> I only said it the one time. And no, you didn't even finish saying it. That's you great. Yourself. That's great because I agree. I would have cut a, ma- a Spanish lesson and incredible and <gasps> I would have put across the sky an animal. I love animal. Oh. I can't wait to talk about animal. What if Madonna was like, okay, fine. I'll cut Spanish lesson incredible, but it has to be animal. I'll do animal across the sky and ring my bell. And I have to cut another song? No. She's like, I want all three. Then fine, you can you can do whatever you want. Then what if she's like, I uh, you can have all th- we can do all that, but I'm gonna cut. She's not me. No. Then no. you'd be like, fine, keep the album. Fine, the way keep it, is. it the way it is. Fine, it's your album, baby. You're on the cover. It says Madonna, Hard Candy. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I'll just I'll just dance to Animal and across the sky by myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, candy, candy, candy. What are you doing over candy. there? I'm eating a lot of candy. <laughs> I'm about to freak you're, out. You're going to die. I'm going to puke. <laughs> Hold on. You are having like digestion actively during during the episode. <laughs> you're like digesting the candy in real time. I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Today on on all I want to do is talk about Madonna. We're going to talk about the beat goes on, and Kenny's going to digest. His uh, lunch. We're not. We can't have any more candy on episodes. No, we've got to stop. We we're too stop old this. for candy. I have to go brush my teeth. I mean, I cannot deal with a Spanish lesson in candy. I cannot talk about it. I'm already sick. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh my god. <laughs> Beautiful song, yeah. See, things aren't things aren't as resolved as we think in Madonna Land. What do you mean, Amdala? She's not as oh. she, that 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 boxing glove. She's not as tough as we think. Right. It's all a front. It's all a front. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>